Welcome to Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Marty teaches us verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book, through the Word of God. To listen to any of these messages in their entirety or to find out more about our fellowship, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Let's listen in to today's message, and may the Lord richly bless you. What have I to ask beside? Can I doubt His tenderness see? Who through life has been my guide? Seriously, when you look at this chapter, there are a lot of troubling things and a lot of wonderful things, and we're going to look at that. Now, last week we began to look at this chapter. It's Daniel's vision. He's having a vision. The Lord is sharing this with Daniel, and we're going to see the rest of that vision today, plus we're going to see the interpretation of that vision. And so this will be a powerful thing. But more than that, I want us to understand, we're going to see all of those troubling things of his vision those beasts and all of those things, but we're also going to see the coming kingdom of God, of Christ, and your own future, which is wonderful, by the way. Do you know that, believer, that your future is wonderful? Now, we can also live in victory right now with the Lord, no matter what you're going through, but we have a glorious and wonderful future, and so we're going to be reminded of that as well. But as we're going through this in review, we saw last week, Daniel saw these beasts in chapter 7. He saw these beasts rising out of the sea. And we know that the Lord stirred up the sea with the winds, the four winds. And we know that the sea can represent the Mediterranean, but more than that, it's Gentile nations. And we saw these four beasts, and they do represent just that, Gentile nations, Gentile kingdoms. And last week we saw a lion. Daniel described this lion with eagle's wings. We saw a bear raised up on one side with three ribs in its mouth. We saw a leopard with four wings and four heads. And then we saw this dreadful beast, not described as an animal, but it had iron teeth. And it stomped the residue with its feet. It had these powerful feet. And we know that that last beast was described as different. It was different than the other beasts. Not only was it not an animal, but it had ten horns. It had these ten horns. And so, in review, I explained to you that Daniel's vision, he went deeper into this. And really, it was, it was lining up with Nebuchadnezzar's dream in chapter 2. Which I told you, when we went through chapter 2 of Daniel, that is the backbone of prophecy. You can't understand Revelation and many of the other things in Scripture, in prophecy, uh, without Daniel chapter 2, the dream of Nebuchadnezzar. But I also told you that Nebuchadnezzar, it lined up with all of this. He saw a, a it was a basically an image of a man, a statue, that had a head of gold, a chest and arms of silver, belly and thighs of bronze, and legs of iron with feet with iron and clay. And we know Nebuchadnezzar's dream was successive world empires, just as this vision of Daniel's was, lines up with successive world empires. Four kingdoms that would come, with the last kingdom being divided in two. And so the vision Daniel had here, it is a different perspective, though, than Nebuchadnezzar's. I talked about this last week. I want to touch on it again. Nebuchadnezzar was looking at this image. It was an image of a man, a statue. He was seeing these kingdoms, these successive Gentile world kingdoms that would follow Babylon. He saw them in successive order, but he saw them from the perspective of mankind. But in Daniel's vision, in Daniel's vision last week, I told you, we're actually seeing them now from God's perspective. 
Let me read to you what Pastor David Guzik wrote about this, because I think he sums it up nicely. He says, The divine interpretation of the dream shown that this vision covers the same material as Nebuchadnezzar's dream in Daniel 2, which also described the rise of four empires, which are succeeded by the kingdom of God. Yet Daniel's vision was different, seeing the kingdom from God's perspective, not man's. Nebuchadnezzar saw the present and future world empires in form of a stately and noble statue of a man. Here God showed how he regarded them as ferocious and wild animals who devour and conquer without conscience. When man writes his own history, there's often much self-congratulation. And man seems to be on the verge of paradise. But when God writes human history, a different vision is presented. And so this is powerful because we see these four beasts that we looked at. We know that they were very accurate in their description. I won't go back through all that. Just go study it out and maybe watch the teaching if you, didn't, if you weren't here. But Daniel was so accurate in what he saw. All of these kingdoms lined up. And we know they lined up with Babylon, with Medo-Persia, Greece, followed by Rome. And we know the Roman Empire, that fourth kingdom, has never been conquered. It's only diminished. It's still on the world scene. And that's what the Bible predicted. And we know that the Roman Empire will rise again in different form. And we looked at it last week that the revived Roman Empire, we know that there will be ten kings because of these ten horns that this beast, this final beast had. There were ten kings that rose as part of the final Roman Empire. And it's the only kingdom still to come, by the way. The Antichrist kingdom. And we know that it had feet that trampled the residue. And we know that it lines up with Nebuchadnezzar's uh, dream in chapter 2 of the feet of iron and clay. But we also looked at corresponding verses in Revelation that told us that same beast with ten horns would, uh, was also described as having seven heads. Now just bear with me. Roll with me here. Okay, it gets a little confusing, but hang on. I even have a visual today to help uh, kind of understand this. Just a list, but we'll see it in a second. But the last kingdom we know is described also as having ten horns, but also seven heads, which we learned in Revelation 17. And those seven heads are described as seven mountains, which are seven kingdoms, which line up with seven kings. Okay, are you, very, are you staying with me? Okay. This is literally just talking about all of the Gentile kingdoms of the earth that would be in successive order until the final kingdom. And so we know in Revelation 17, we read this. Here is the mind which has wisdom, verse 9 and 10. The seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman sits. There are also seven kings. Five have fallen, one is, and the other has not yet come. And when he comes, he must continue a short time. And so John is told this. He's told that there would be five that have already fallen, five kings that had already come and went in John's day. Remember, he lived in that first century. So there were already five kingdoms Gentile kingdoms that had tormented Israel, that had come and went off the scene. One was currently, and that was the Roman Empire. But John is told the seventh one is still to come. So that's what's being said here. He sa it says, it has not come or yet come. And when he comes, speaking of that last king, he must continue for a short time. And that is speaking of the Antichrist. But I also told you, seven is the number of completion. And these seven Gentile kingdoms that tormented Israel, that's what they have in common, will bring an end to the time of the Gentiles. These seven kingdoms. And when you look at these in order, they are Egypt, Assyria, Babylon, Medo-Persia, Greece, Rome, and the revived Roman Empire. And that last one is the only one that's still future. And we saw last week that this last kingdom is described as what? Dreadful and terrible. 
And it's controlled by this little horn that grows up within these other ten horns. And these other ten horns, these other kings, give power to that other little horn that grows up between them. And that little horn becomes more ferocious and more powerful than all the rest. We even know that that little horn, who is the Antichrist, rises up and exterminates three of the previous horns. Something's going to happen in the tribulation where the Antichrist turns on ten, those ten horns, or at least three of them, and exterminates them, roots them up, destroys them completely. And so we know that's what's going to happen. But I explained again that seven is the number of completion in Scripture. But what I love is eight is the number of new beginnings. And today we're going to see the eighth kingdom, the kingdom that has no end. The kingdom of our Lord, of Jesus Christ. In Revelation eleven fifteen, we read this. Then the seventh angel sounded, and there were loud voices in heaven saying, The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. Isn't that awesome? And so with that, we're going to dive in where we left off, because now we're going to see a glimpse of the Lord and his kingdom. And you're going to see a, a glimpse of your future, church, Believer, hold on, hold on, because we have a glorious future. Daniel chapter 7, starting at verse 9, I'll read through verse 14. I watched till thrones were put in place, and the Ancient of Days was seated. His garment was white as snow, and the hair of his head was like pure wool. His throne was a fiery flame, its wheels a burning fire. A fiery stream issued and came forth from before him. A thousand thousands ministered to him. Ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The court was seated and the books were open. Verse 11, I watched then because of the sound of the pompous words which the horn was speaking. I watched till the beast was slain and its body destroyed and given to the burning flame. As for the rest of the beast, they had their dominion taken away, yet their lives were prolonged for a season and a time. Verse 13, I was watching in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man, coming with the clouds of heaven. He came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before him. Then uh, to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away, and his kingdom, the one which shall never be destroyed. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. What a passage of scripture, Lord. We know that we have a beautiful and wonderful future because of you, King. And we are a thankful people. Lord, pour out your word into our hearts today and change us from the inside out. Lord, help us to be those you can be proud of. Lord, help me to get out of the way and just teach your word to your people, Lord. We praise you and we honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. So again, what an incredible passage of scripture, just after seeing this vision of these four beasts, these, these earthly, Gentile, worldly kingdoms, Daniel sees a vision of the heavenly kingdom. Could you imagine seeing something like this? And ultimately, he sees God is in complete control. And I want to remind us today, God is in control. Not this world, not the people of this world, not these arrogant, pompous people speaking words like this little horn against our God, but God is in control and his plan is going to happen. It is happening and he will not fail. Our God cannot fail. This has been Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to hear this message again or any other in their entirety, please visit golgothafellowship.org. Our fellowship meets in Southeast Nampa, 
and our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. For more information visit our website. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you. Hi folks, Pastor Marty here. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the teaching today. You know, it's my prayer that it's encouraged you to continue faithfully in the study of God's Word. I think it's so crucially important that these days the body of Christ stay in grounded and anchored in the Word of God as the world around us is sinking in the waves of false doctrine and the opinions of men. If you are seeking a church family, a church home, and you live in the Southeast Nampa area, I want to personally invite you. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. and we currently meet at East Valley Middle School. That's right off Greenhurst and Happy Valley. If you want to find out more, if you have any questions, you need directions, you want to catch up on a message, or if you have a prayer request, just go to our website, golgothafellowship.org. Let me help you spell that. It's G-O-L-G-O-T-H-A fellowship.org. Until next time, may God bless you and remember to hold fast.